Hi, everyone. It's me, Dee, and I have a special new Jay today. My sister, my oldest sister, and she is taking over for normal Jay this week because she is indisposed. So, hello, Jay. Hi, new Jay. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm so excited to be here. You have no idea. I'm excited to have you. Uh, it's nice to have family members on and to be able to just talk shit, like literally chat shit and just, it doesn't matter. And you're going to see that an hour is like an hour. It takes five minutes and then you look at the clock and it's been an hour and a half. So, um, first off, let me just quickly do some, um, housekeeping. So anyone who's listening, uh, for the first time, uh, I am D. I normally have a different J, but I have J number two on today. You can find all of our information at okaysorrybutt.com. This is the OK Sorry But podcast. On that website, you can find all of our old episodes. You can find our social media accounts. You can contact us on there and you can leave comments on our episodes on each page. Other than that, uh, if you're not listening from the website, you're obviously listening listening from Spotify or Apple. So continue that. Try to rate us um, as highly as you can. And if that's it, then we'll we'll go ahead. So Julie is my oldest sister. So she is the firstborn of five, and I'm the youngest of five. And we've got a sister and two brothers in between. So do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. My I'm J two. Apparently, mm-hmm. J squared, and I live in in Coquitlam, which is very close to Vancouver. Coquitlam is actually a Native Indian word for smelly fish. Oh, well, good thing and you live about, there. Yeah, and we live <laughs> we live about twenty minutes away from Vancouver, but you know it's Vancouver. It's nicer than Vancouver, to be completely honest. It's like green, and you have you get like to see bl- uh, brown bears. Is it, are they black or brown? Which ones? They're they're black and they're big, and they live across the street from us. <laughs> Literally. Oh yeah, there's a ravine over there, and they have like families, and they walk up and down the street, and they come around looking for food. So on garbage day, you know, you have to be careful. But even not on garbage day, you open up the front door, you have to take a flashlight, take a look around, see if there's any bears. So yeah, we see a lot of big bear poop around front door. What's the thing for black bears? You like get scary with them or is it like you cover your neck you know there's two options i have no idea it's like black black bear you um scare them back brown bear you lie down and fake it and polar bear don't bother you're dead Uh, you know i'm not gonna lie down nothing you know if, (laughs) if if i come if i come face to face with a black bear i think I don't think any reasoning comes into play. I I, no, I, no. I mean, I don't know what I would do. And quite frankly, if my daughter was nearby, mm. you'd have I to, get, like, chuck her, like, yeet her, and then run the other way, and hopefully they chase let you. let her run, yeah, and then stand exactly. there and just be eaten. That's it. Well, you could scare them. You could be like, rah, and apparently they like that. Well, the bears around here are, they they know they're they know people are around. They, they don't yeah. care. Yeah. yeah. They don't, they're not here to attack, right? Did you see that video of the guy walking somewhere and like he oh, with the cougar? And the yeah, it was like rawr, every five seconds. It was like rawr, and he was like fuck off. I think I talked about it last time, but yeah, literally this cougar. I love the way that it just kind of like went to attack him, but didn't do anything. She was like, leave, get away from my kids. It went on for so long. I know the poor guy's like, can you stop it, please? Yeah, and can there you... was no one around. I know. 
And then I mean, not off. that anyone else could do anything, but I mean. Well, she'd go after the other person, at least, and he could run. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know, there's something that I discovered this week that I, I just have to bring it up. And I'm so elated about it. Well, I smoked for 25 years. And I quit when I started the process of having uh, IVF yes. treatments to have my child. Yes. So I quit smoking. And then, you know, I tried for a second child. It didn't work out. You know, I, I, what do you want to say? I got lazy. You know, I got lazy. I I started, you know, started smoking again. So I said, no, 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 can't do this. So I started vaping. Mm -hmm. Well, I have people tell me that the vaping really is not the reason that this is happening, but I kind of have a feeling it is. Mm -hmm. I've been getting tartar, this brown tartar just on the bottom of my teeth. Mm Mm-hmm. And it builds up so quickly. Okay. And I've never, ever really had problems with my teeth, except now. You know, no, I'm you do older. have good teeth. You've always had good teeth. I'm starting to have problems with my teeth. So this tartar. So I went to the dentist, and I saw what the lady did. She had this instrument, and she was just scraping it off, you know, scraping it off. Oh, yes, you got the tartar, got scraping it off. And then I went to pay the bill. Mm-hmm. It's like 200 bucks. I know. So I said to the lady, you know, where can I get one of these, you know, instruments? She goes, oh, no, these are very specialized instruments. I said, okay, you know, I'll I'll see you next time kind of thing. So anyway, it started building up again. Yeah. I said, no, I'm not going there to pay 200 bucks. Yeah. So I looked online. I thought, oh, maybe I'll pay, you know, whatever. I'll pay big for the the specialized instrument. Well, Mm -hmm. I found it. At London Drugs for seven ninety seven. So I bought it, mm-hmm. and it's just basically like you know one of these things. And I, and I spent, like I spent, yeah, like a pick. I spent mm-hmm. ten minutes in front of the mirror, gone. That okay. is something I discovered this week, and I am elated about it. Well, thanks. I will put that on our Instagram post tomorrow <laughs> as something that people could look up from London I just Drugs. Saved, like I know. Well, God knows how many times you have to go. Two hundred dollars every time. Yeah, and half my day. Yeah. Um, just for people there. who are listening in Canada, yes, we have like socialized medical care, but not dental. So you pay straight up dental fees. You get no concessions. None of it is like in the UK, you only pay. It's subsidized, so you don't pay that much. But in Canada, if you want a root canal, it's well, the last time I had a root canal in Canada over 10 years ago, it was $750 and you have to pay it there. And then so that's it. I paid two grand, but I got the gold. Well, no, I had a root canal, and then I had to go to a specialist for the same tooth. So I had, like, in total, three root canals on this one tooth because my roots, like, were growing in, in ways. So in total, I spent over, like, $2,500 on the tooth. And then I come here, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, it's dead. We can't save it. We're going to have to pull it. I was like, oh. So then I got it pulled, paid 3,000 pounds for an implant. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I got a fake tooth forever. They even, like, put new bone in my jaw. Where'd they get the bone from? Well, I asked. And first of all, the guy that, my dentist, <clears throat> excuse me, was, like, the hottest person alive. was, like, the hottest man alive. And they called him <laughs> Dr. Hollywood there because he was, like, he literally, like, I know Ryan Seacrest isn't hot, but imagine a hot Ryan Seacrest. Perfect teeth, perfect hair, perfect skin. He was just really hot. <clears throat> 
And I find Ryan Seacrest to be a little too skinny myself, but go on. Yeah, I, but do you know what I mean? Like someone who's, they're not, no, no, I, I don't know why. Maybe it was just the teeth that reminded me of Ryan Seacrest because they were like perfect and white, which you'd hope for a private dentist that costs that much. But anyway, he, um, when he said, oh, I'm going to put some bone in there, I said, what bone? He goes, we don't know what we were sent, but it could be human, it could be plastic, or it could be cow. And I was like, oh, well, don't tell me what it is. Just do it. And he did. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it was a one-year process. So I went in. They pulled the tooth. And literally, he had his foot up on the chair and was like, had the things to pull a tooth and was like going back and forth like this for 15 minutes. He was sweating. And I was like, why didn't you leave it in? It wasn't going <laughs> to fall out. You know what I mean? Just leave it. Anyway, and then, you know, the next time I went and they fit a brace and then they put the fake bone. And then the next time they put a, a, a like a drill bit and then the next time they got the tooth and then he had to the worst part of it was to order the tooth the actual fake tooth he had to like get a scale to look at the color of my teeth to get the same color for my teeth and it was so interesting i was like just get a white one he's like no was it cigarette tar number three i don't know (laughs) i'm not sure i'm trying to quit okay Remember back in the 90s when you'd get a root canal and the doctor was like, you know, drilling out the, the, the root and all these sparks would be coming out of yep. your mouth and you'd be wearing the full getup. But, you know, no, you're like, ah, had an infection as soon as like he went in there, you, you'd know he was in. Ooh, yeah. One of those. I remember I had to get one due to an infection because like my mouth was my face. No, it was just like my there was a bump on my gum and I was like, this is weird. I went in and they were like, you need a root canal. And oh, I knew. Let's change the subject. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I'll let. I've just I've just turned forty nine. Now, happy birthday! I never thought I would be forty nine. I've got one year left. You know, back in my twenties, I used to work for a company called Banner Carpets. I loved that job. I loved it. I was the account manager there, and the guys were great. It was three brothers that that ran the place, and I was part of the the background of one of the people that owned it. You mean Wes? Didn't Jordan own it? No, no. I worked for Jordan after. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Never mind. My bad. No problem. No problem. So, so yes. So, I was the account manager, and um, I was part of this. Part of my job was to be part of this, the Wholesale Carpet Association. It was a gas. Not, But I went every month for the meetings, and all of the ladies there were in there, you know, there were 50. So, I, it was so boring. I mean, all I did was look at the other ladies, like turkey, jowls. turkey jowls. and their jowls while they talked. That's all I did. I was like, wa- I would watch them go up and down, and I thought that's not going to happen to me. Well, it's happening to me. <laughs> well, and uh, uh, yeah. you know, I could get. I, I mean, I guess I could get an operation, but I'm not going to. Don't forget, though, you recent, not necessarily recently, but you did lose a lot of weight in the past two years and quite quickly. Due to hard work, my dad. Um, and that, you know, the, the later in life you lose a bunch of weight, the worse it's going to be for your skin. As in, it doesn't pop back as quick, does it? That's true. But, you know, I discovered the HCG diet, if anyone has heard of it. What does it stand for? Do you know? Uh, okay, no, no, I, like, I don't remember. Like but what they do is you go to a naturopathic doctor, and he takes a blood test. You know, it's all above board. And he gives you these injections to take and it's the pregnancy hormone. Mm. So what that does is it decreases your appetite. So you only eat 800 calories a day and you don't feel hungry. 
but you're only allowed to be on it for, I think, the max is 59 days. How much weight could you? Well, eating 800 calories a day, you would lose a pound a day. It just falls off. You're supposed to lose like a pound a day. You would. Because I have in the past. So when I was on um, Dr. Bernstein, but I didn't want to pay for Dr. Bernstein. So I was giving myself injections in the bathroom and I had to get mom to teach me how because our mom's a nurse. And I bought vitamin B12 and I bought vitamin B6. Um, I bought syringes. I like ordered everything from the pharmacy. And then m- mom one day came in. And I was like, where do I put it? Because it was like a the needle had to go deep in. So there's like a non-deep needle and then a deep needle intramuscular. And she got a pen and wrote like drew on my butt a square of where I had to inject myself. So I sit there for like half an hour sweating like, oh, no, I can't do it. I'm going to do it. No, I can't do it. Was and it a permanent marker? No, it was like a big pen. And then <laughs> it I was a permanent after- marker. <laughs> no, unfortunately. And then, yeah, I start, I gave them to I gave myself them, and I literally I was eating nine hundred cups, and I thought it was the vi- the like vitamin B twelve and six that were helping me lose weight, but it was me starving myself eating nine hundred calories a day. But it worked. It worked yeah, really I did, well. I did the starving myself thing too. It doesn't work. Well, no, that worked for me to lose thirty pounds in a month. And people were like, what the hell happened to you? And I was like, I had a Dr. Bernstein diet. I've been ejecting myself. But then after I had my C-section, and I, so here in the UK, they send you home with like seven days of injection for uh, blood clots. It's like uh, heparin, I believe, and it's it's a blood thinner. And so you go home and you like have your baby after, it's after C-sections. You go home and you're like, mm. and then. They're like, well, there are your shots. Go ahead. And every day you have to like sit and give yourself a shot like leg, leg, stomach, stomach, leg, leg, stomach, stomach. And I was terrified. I sat there sweating for two hours. Like I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can. And then eventually and the needle was like five millimeters. But I did it. But I don't like giving myself shots. But I'm not scared of shots. Let's not go there with you. But I'm not personally. I'm not scared of injections or shots or blood like and I know some people are. Um. But I didn't like it. And we had nurses coming every day here for like the first five days. And I was like, why doesn't she just do it? But she never offered. Sounds pretty good. Sounds like good service. I just got Carl to do it in my, in, in my, in my bum. Oh, did you need to do them too? Well, you know, for the uh, oh, HCG okay, diet. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I Simon had a C-section was- too, but I, yeah. I didn't have any injections after. I went, well, they sent me home 24 hours after I had my season. Oh, no, no. I stayed for four days. Yeah. So you probably got those injections either in your IV or the nurse. You might have you might have got them while you were there or they might just give one in Canada. I don't remember. Cause I Dante's birth. Like, I don't remember anything. Selena's. I was there for four days. And then here they said, oh. I remember Dante. All I remember was a big, massive hair. The kid. Remember when he was so he was born with like three inches of hair. And then one day I went, he was in the ICU. More like six inches, but go on. <laughs> he was in the ICU. I, went, <laughs> I had a missed call from the hospital and I was like, what is that? So when I was 22, I didn't, you know, and cell phones were like brand new. It was 2004. And I went in and one of the nurses before I walked in, she was like, hold on. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, I tried to call you to warn you, but we had to shave your kid's head. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> they didn't shave his whole head. They shaved like the front bit. So we had like a reverse like a reverse mullet. So he had like a shaved top half of his head, like an old man. And then the back, because it was so long, it was just like out. He looked like freaking crusty, crusty the clown. 
Oh, because he, he had to get an IV in his head. So she wasn't phoning me to say like, when you get here, you know, your son's going to have an IV in his head. She phoned to warn me that his head was half shaved and to not get upset. Well, like, that's also very good service for a new she mom. Was the best, which she did. I, I nominated her for an award at the hospital. I nominated her and Dante's pediatrician and they both got them. And, um, when I, Dante had MRSA at this time and he was still in the hospital, so I couldn't like bring him out during the award ceremony. And I was sitting there and the nurse came up to me. She goes, did you nominate me? I said, yeah, I did. I just thought you were a great nurse or whatever. And she goes, oh my, and she was crying, bawling her eyes out. She's like, I'm leaving the hospital. I'm moving to one in the, like in the Okanagan. And this is the best thing that's ever happened. And I was like, whoa, okay. But then the pediatrician that I got like a major award for it. And I had an appointment with him the day before with Dante. He goes, did you nominate me for an award? I was like, yeah. He's like, okay. And that was it. And then the next day I saw him at the award ceremony. He was like, hey. Well, you'd be amazed what that does to someone. I mean, I'm a, gr- I'm a girl guide leader for the Brownie oh. Troop. Oh, wow. And last year, and last year we nominated one of the other, like the, like Brown Owl, because she's so wonderful. Yeah. And when she got her award, like she was crying. Oh. And you know, really, really, what is the award, right? It's just a, a you know, a, a pin that she gets to put on her lapel or whatever mm-hmm. of her uniform. But yeah, it meant a lot to her. I know. It's so you, a- know you never know. So yes, nominate people, nominate them. It makes a big difference. I know. Especially nowadays, because what is there to look forward to? I know. Vancouver for two weeks, we've been shut down. So you can't visit anyone in your, in anyone's home. How about in the but back? You can, right. But you can get packed into the SkyTrain. Julie, we've been living this life since March. We haven't, I haven't been able to allow anybody into my house that's not my family since March. Or sorry, not my bubble. We have, we've been on lockdown since March, pretty much. Yeah, but how has that helped your numbers? Has it? <laughs> 655 people died today or something in the UK. And that's what it was back in like the major times. That's how many people died at the worst time. And it's back again. So if everyone's in their homes, how is it spreading? I I have no idea. It's probably stupid. I don't know. Parliament? I don't know. So you don't think that maybe there's something else going on? No, not at all. I think that the English You think it's all on the up and up? I don't you think, even everything's think 655 on the up and up? is right. I don't even think 655 is legit because our government is absolute garbage. So I don't even, I can't even, we just surpassed 50,000 deaths. We're the highest death rate in Europe. And we're on a fucking island. You tell me how that, how that happens. Are they allowing flights in? The whole time they were, I used to live in the flight path of the airport, flights coming in constantly, constantly. I mean, they went down. So when I lived there, it was literally like 400 flights would pass by my house every day. Then during lockdown, it went down to like 10 a day. But straight up, flights from everywhere. Okay, well, here I am in Vancouver. Because they could, they flew so low that I could see the brand of airplane. So I would see flight, jet, uh, I'd see, uh, I don't know, uh, Emirates and you know, air this and air that and, you know, Ryanair. So local ones and international ones, American ones. Like I was like, what is happening? So you go ahead, go on. 
What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So here I am in Vancouver complaining about being shut down for two weeks. And you've been shut down this whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's okay. You know, I have a reason to be upset. And I own Enchanted Limousine. And I put my heart and my soul, everything that I have, blood, sweat, and tears, into building this company from 2013. Yeah. I had two 12-passenger SUV limousines on the road. I had a beautiful stretch town car on the road. I bought a new limousine from Pennsylvania in October. I got it commercially inspected. It was fully insured. I had it on the road. I got a business loan to pay for the the mm-hmm. import like to get it imported because it's quite yeah. costly. <clears throat> and then bang, this happened. And I still have the loan. I know. And then our uh, what is she? The the public health uh, person Doctor. in charge, Bonnie yeah, Henry. Yeah. Bonnie yeah. Henry. She shut down my my industry. Until further notice. I know, with not even... So I'm a little pissed. You know, I'm I'm a little pissed because, you know, laundromats can can open. I know. And uh, the SkyTrain's still packing people in. and uh, Restaurants? Restaurants are still operating, but you're not allowed to sit. You have to sit with your immediate family only, up to six. Um, Okay, last one, churches? Yeah, they're still allowed, but they have to sit two, what is it, two meters apart, 50 only. So what, I don't have a problem with the what's churches. What's your industry that's closed down then? <clears throat> Tourism? What, like, what would you call Just it? limousines. That's it. Are you kidding? Just limousines. So could you rent a party bus? No, I'm assuming. No, well, that, I'm grouped together. You in know the, the party, party bus with the, with the pole inside? Right. <laughs> so I couldn't get one of those. Damn it. No, I'm kidding. No, but, you can't. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear it. I, I, Whenever I think to myself, like, oh, you know, lockdown is fine and we're all going to be better. I just, literally, you're the person I think about. And I was telling the other day, the other the other week, I was like, I just feel so bad for my sister. Like, imagine having this company and you're, you know, successful, whether you are or you're not. And you're, you know, you're doing your job and you've been doing it for years. And both of you are 100 percent in that company. You and yeah, your husband. Cause, yeah, because Carl's driving. He's the best driver in the city. Hands down. People I know love him. him. If anyone goes into his limo, they always phone him back. Always. Well, who wouldn't? He's he's like the nicest Eastern Canadian person you've ever met in your life. Two yeah. outsiders. <laughs> I mean, if I were married to him, I might find it. I might be feel differently. <laughs> but as a brother-in-law, he's pretty freaking nice. You would. You would. <laughs> so he he is from Saint John, New Brunswick, mm-hmm. and he took me there. Actually, I had never been out of British Columbia. So uh, I've been to Calgary. Okay, I did. Okay, okay. You're right. I, I, I went to Alberta. You're right. You're right. And I did visit my my other sister in Ottawa, Ontario. But I had never been, you know, over the over Quebec. I mean, what's over there? Some hills? An island? Or two? I mean, what what is it? It's all Quebec past a certain point, right? Yeah. Well, I certainly learned that it's not like that. Carl took me there in 2010. And wow were my eyes opened. I mean, it's like a a mini Europe over there. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I mean, it is run down. It's a poor area of the country. Shockingly poor. I know. But the buildings, they have such history. They've been sitting there for since the 1700s. I know. There's a graveyard that people just walk by, la, 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 with their coffees. 
And the gravestones have like 1798 on it. Yeah. Uh, well, sometimes Selena and I walk around the ones here. I know it sounds weird, but we go check the years on the gravestones because for people from England, they don't even realize the history. Like they know that there's history, but if they went to a graveyard and saw one from like 1683, they'd be like, yeah, whatever, who cares? And me, I'm like, oh my God, you know? Um, and so Selena and I sometimes do. I think the last one, the, the earliest we saw was like 1600s and I was just blown away. So, but I think obviously because the, the West, the East got like colonized before and they had to move their way over and over and over. So Quebec's like 600 years old. And then you get yeah, the to, St. Lawrence. Yeah. And they have like old Quebec. I mean, when we went to Ottawa, Simon and I and Alma, we went to, we landed in Montreal and we stayed overnight there first. And then the next day we went and had breakfast and blah, blah. And I didn't realize people didn't speak English also in Quebec. I was like, okay, so we went to like a cafe because uh, we wanted poutine, obviously. And then we went in and I was like, hi, and, you know, hi, bonjour, you know, and you, you're nice. And she was like, uh, bonjour. And I was like, oh, fuck, she doesn't speak English. So literally I had to point at the menu. I felt like such an idiot. Like I can count to 10, but that's about it. So, I know, right? 12 years of school. I know. And I all I know is to say, comment t'appelles too. Or, uh, bonjour, comme ça va? Ça va bien, merci, et toi? Like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. And, and counting maybe, to ten. Counting to ten, yeah. Because <laughs> in Canada, you're forced, not forced, but yeah, you're, it's mandatory to take a, at least a crappy French class from the start of school. grade 11. Grade, and grade for 11. Us, for us, it was grade 10 that we could choose, so I took Spanish for grade 11. Actually, you're right. I took Italian for grade 11. <laughs> and then and nothing actually, for I learned. I learned quite a bit. You went to um, Italian school at the uh, Italian Cultural Center, didn't you? Oh, Italian. yes, I did. I, I mean, I was young. I don't remember a lot of it. All I remember is that Tina, our mutual sister, punched one of the other girls in the nose in the near the coat racks. For what? Because she said, like, chow wrong? No, because she, she, the teach, that, she was the teacher's pet. The other girl, not Tina. The other oh, girl. Tina, so that Tina, Tina, Tina punched her in the nose. If Tina's not the teacher's pet, you better watch out. Um, but I sent Dante there and he hated it. He hated it. So I only made him go for like the times I paid. And then I was like, you don't have to go anymore. Because it was Italian immersion. Like you don't walk in and they're like, hi, guys. It was like, hey, ciao. And they didn't speak to them in English for the whole two hours or whatever. Oh, well. And, but dad loved it. Obviously, dad was like, oh, my grandson is going to Italian school. I'm like, well, you take him then. But he did. I mean, it was so close. You couldn't walk there, but. Yeah, right. I'm not going to walk there with like a three-year-old. No, he was maybe four. But he did go to school across the street. We walked there. He went oh, to the Bank. Happy Corner Preschool? Yeah, no, that's St. Jude's. <clears throat> oh, well, that was, that, that was far. No, St. Jude's, I think it's a healthy walk. So our. our it's a healthy walk. Yeah, we went to Catholic school. Um especially for elementary school. Some of us left afterward, but Julie stayed till grade 12, Catholic, St. Jude's and Notre Dame, the ultimate like Italian thing. But anyway, um, and we were talking earlier about how, so my mom, our mom had five kids. She put all of them through that Catholic school. And I don't know where, how it is anywhere else, but in Vancouver and BC, if you go to private school, you have to, if you don't want to pay double, per month you have to volunteer for 50 hours is it 50 hours a month 
Well, it up till up till COVID, it was fifty hours, not a month, no, fifty a hours a year. Yes, yes. And now with COVID, it's seventy-five hours every two years. Okay, so not bad. So you have options. So our mom, obviously in the in the seventies and eighties, she volunteered at bingo night. So they'd hold bingo every like thir- I think it was Thursday, wasn't it? Bingo Thursday every Thursday night. Yeah. And she used to say that they would just reek of smoke. Like, oh yeah, back in the day, it was everyone smoking in there. If the kid in the pro, in the elementary school gym, no, the not just the what gym, the classrooms, the hallways, everywhere. So imagine on Friday morning, the kids came to school and it just reeked of smoke because it was all carpeted. Ew, ew! And they didn't change that carpet in the classrooms. Let me tell you, I, I, people pissed on the carpet, people yacked on the carpet, and those carpets were never changed. I remember the cleaning guy coming in. Remember before vacuums, they had like a handheld thing. I don't even know what to call it. It was like a square at the bottom and it had a handle and it was like a non-electric vacuum. And it just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm from the days when they used to have the shag rug rake. Okay, I never you saw could it. rake your shag carpet. I remember <laughs> mom raking it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to write that down. Shag rake. Um, the shag no, rug, the shag carpet rake. But I do you remember. You got to look that up. Come I on. Won't. I remember the random cleaning dude as well. Like he like hated kids. He didn't even look us in the eye. But he would come in with this this really crappy. I don't know how it would even pick stuff the up. Custodian? If it was the custodian. He probably didn't talk to you. He probably didn't talk to you because he was like Polish. He didn't speak English. I remember he was that Polish. guy. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. That guy. He was awesome though. Well, now that I think about it, I'd probably be his friend as an adult if he was like, "Oh fuck, I work at this goddamn school and I hate Have it." Have some vodka. Probably pull it out of his custodian uniform, perhaps. Oh, totally, totally. At that, he probably smoked while he <laughs> you was would cleaning. need the vodka to do that job. Ugh. But hey, whatever gets you through the day. Exactly. No, but when I went, my our principal was a nun, Sister Leona. I don't think that was your principal. No. Oh, and St. Jude. What were they called? What's the nuns' house called? The convent. The convent attached to the school. Yeah. Okay, and we had to go in there on sick days. One day I was like, oh, I don't feel good. And uh, the nurse was like, okay, I'm just going to call like Sister Helen or Sister whatever her name was. Sister Hugh Sister Hugh Yes. And then she came to get me and I had to go lie in a convent for an hour. And I was like, you know what? I feel better. I'm just going to leave. You know, if I ever went in there, it was always cold. And it was always so quiet you could hear a pin. And you know what it smelled of? Holy water. You know what, how holy water doesn't have a smell, but it does? You walk into a church and you're like, I smell holy water everywhere. I never thought about that before, but you're so right. It does have a smell. And how can it be if it's just blessed water? That creeps me out. But anyway, that, that place, that fucking convent was the creepiest. It was like sterile, cold, and it smelled of holy water. And yeah. there was like seven nuns living there. Just randomly. They didn't even work at the school. Only and then when I by the time I got there, like the head nun or whatever was our principal. She was crazy. And I'm not you even You were kidding. talking you were talking about sorry to switch uh comments here, but you were talking about puke. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so uh, let me go back to me owning a limousine business. Oh yesterday okay, so we were shut down. Well, you know, we're shut down, so we might as well clean up the limo so that when oh, god, please Bonnie, call me. 
Miss Bonnie opens up the limousine industry again, we'll be ready to go. Clean limo. We're on the road, right? So these days, because everything's closed, people just rent the limo, load it up with their friends, and they get smashed, and they want to drive around, right? Because there's nowhere to go. They sound fun. So I've been cleaning the limo after these, uh, what should I call them? Parties. Yeah. Well, you need a pole in the limo, obviously. And yesterday I found that it took me two hours to clean the limousine. There was puke everywhere. And now, Arch, don't you give make them pay a, like a five a five hundred dollar puke fee? It's a th- it's a three hundred dollar charge. But the guy that rented it, he's my the teller at my bank. Oh god! But still, and do do I do I do that? Do I go up to him and say, "Yeah, you puked three places in the limo. You owe me three hundred bucks." And plus, can you can you and can you deposit this four hundred dollars into my account? <laughs> yeah, deposit the four hundred and don't charge me the one dollar fee. <laughs> I would tell him anyway. I'd be like, "Dude," or I'd just say, "Someone puked in my limo. Can you tell your friends to not be disgusting?" I mean, I would have puked if it were me. Imagine getting wasted well, and driving it, around. This is not. This is not new news, though. I mean, we're cleaning up puke in the limo constantly, and you would be amazed where they puke. Now, here's what I say. If it was me, and I puked in someone else's vehicle, and I had to go home because I was drunk, and I'd, yeah, you know, fine. sleep it off, mm-hmm. the next day, I would phone and say, you know what? I puked in your limo. I, I'm yeah. going to come yeah. through. I'm going to clean it up, because I'm, I'm not going to make you clean that up, right? Yeah. That's what I would do. But yeah. no yeah. one... To date, has ever done that? Have you ever met somebody? I would, if I knew the driver, I would do that. Or I'd phone and be like, dude, like, I'm really sorry. I was really drunk and I barfed in, like, I'm saying, uh, I barfed in, like, your drinks container and then hit it. Okay? That's, yeah, what, that's what they do. <laughs> I wouldn't offer to clean it, but I'd tell them where I barfed. I'd say, I'm sorry, and I'd run. But do you honestly expect anyone to do that? They they rent a limo and they think I could do whatever the hell I want here. I've paid three hundred dollars for this. I can do whatever I want. It's gross. Like that's how people think. Like when they go to a hotel room, they think I'm going to do whatever I want. And the cleaners can come in and clean it up tomorrow. Do I don't you know, know what where I mean? this comes from? Is this a parental thing? Or, or is this parents just teach their kids to be that way? Like I think it's just I, I would be ashamed. So would I. I couldn't deal. If if Dante came home and said, oh, I was at my friend's house and I barfed in his garbage can and I hid it like somewhere they'll never find it. I'd be like, no, we are going back. You know what I mean? Like I would hope, first of all, he probably wouldn't tell me, but if he had, I'd be, I'd be going there and saying, I'm sorry, my son did this. I'm very embarrassed. He's going to clean it up. You know, like, but I, yeah, but nobody's going to call you and be like, hi, I'm offering to do a service for you when I think that you owe me. Like, like I said, hotel is perfect. Imagine the crap that the cleaners must find the next day. Gross. And nobody gives a shit because they're like, that's their job. I paid a lot. For I paid $150. Yeah. So I deserve to shit under the bed or whatever they do. I don't know. But I can Ew. only imagine how disgusting Ew. people are. Now, uh, for people listening out there, it is um, 12-12 here in the beautiful city of Coquitlam. And I am having a glass of wine because my husband said it was okay to do so. So, (laughs) and I only ask him because he's going to pick up my daughter from school. And because, you know, I want to share a nice drinky poo with my sister that I never see because she lives in England. And I can't fly home right now. Believe me. Yeah. 
I want to. So I was saying to myself, that's it. I'm going to come for Christmas. But the kids have two weeks off. I'd come for Christmas. I'd have to isolate for the two weeks, and then I'd leave. Oh. So, I mean, unless I – I don't know. Are they doing tests in Vancouver? I don't even know. But we could still – I don't Actually, I don't now what they're doing is when you fly in, they give you a COVID test at the airport. Then you have to isolate for three days. They give you another test. And if both are negative, then you are free to do as you please. Well, okay. So my friend's going – my friend N is going to Vancouver soon. So Because the last time she went, she literally had to, like, sit in her mom's basement suite for two weeks watching TV and have her mom, like, bring her down food. So well, if, if that means a lot to her, then no, no, she didn't give a shit. She, oh. That was she came like a long time, a while ago. It was a couple of months ago. Um, but yeah, I'm planning on coming back. I also had to deal with Selena's passport, but I have court online court on the third of December, so I can get her her Canadian because she can't travel there without her Canadian passport. So I'm going what to court the third of December. Oh, that's coming up. Good. Mm-hmm. It's like online. Carl- Carl also has court. This is my husband, Carl. He was divorced from his ex-wife in 2009. Mm -hmm. She sued him three times now for spousal support. Lost every time. Mm -hmm. And now she's suing him again for spousal support. This is the fourth time. Why, Why is the court letting it happen? Because she lives in New Brunswick. So what it's what they call interprovincial, so they have to hear it. So he's Who's going to court on November the 24th. This is the fourth time. I'm going to say it again. The fourth time she sued for spousal support. She's lost all three times. Do you have and she answer? says that because he's a limousine driver, he makes $100,000 a year. Okay, first of all, I don't think he does, and I'm not going to go into your finances. He doesn't. Secondly, who the hell would think that it's appropriate to bring this up during COVID? And if you want to use the line that he's a limo driver, you know he's not driving right now, so even she's going to lose anyway, but what? Well, she filed in December. Oh, okay, okay. Well, they should have thrown it out then, but anyway. Um, Okay, and then. Regardless of COVID. They divorced in 2009. It's been 11 years. And she's lost three times. Yes. Who is paying for her lawyer? Herself? The provinces. Legal aid. Because she's on disability. And my fingers are doing the... Okay. Yes. I get it. Yeah. Quotations. Um, Okay. So now, now that you bring up court, but I don't want to elaborate. Let's All go back to Catholic. Do you have? Do you have Diane, <laughs> or do you not need Diane? I hope you're not getting a lawyer for these. Oh no, no, I no, no, I'm not getting a lawyer for this. No, this is an easy win. I, I'm not really worried about it. Okay, it's just shocking mm-hmm. that it's happening. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, Catholic school. So. Um, as we were saying about the volunteering, we need to do 50 hours a year. So when Dante was in Catholic, the same school we went to, St. Jude's, same carpet, probably the same Polish custodian. Um, we, for the first year he was there, I did like morning supervision. So once a week on Tuesdays, I, for an app, because parents would drive in, drop their kids off, drive off. Not like here. Here you have to like wait with your kid and you can't leave them alone at the school before the school starts. You have to like be there when the door opens or you have to use like breakfast club. But at St. Jude's, you could like, they even had a driving thing where you could like drive in. Someone would open your door. Your kids would like fall out. 
And then the mom would be like, "Woo, I'm out of here. I remember dropping off 17 million children and being like, yes. So, and then I remember one time, oh, I'm not going to go into it because it involves our sister and I don't think she wants to say that. But um, one time mom picked me up and she was really sick in the backseat. But anyway, so, uh, and I'll remember it for the rest of my life. But um, so I did morning supervision. So you drop your kids off. You'd have a couple of teachers would be outside. The principal might like wander around a bit. And then you'd have like three or four parents that were watching the kids. And so I did that for one hour a week for 50 weeks the whole year he was in and then the next year I made his dad do it and he had to do maintenance so every weekend or every third weekend he'd have to do like three hours of maintenance with the maintenance guy either like doing the gardening or painting the gym or this or that but he loved it don't say that Luis loved yeah, that it that doesn't sound too bad sounds like a good gig yeah exactly but yeah so I, I just kind of said I did it last year so it's your turn and he was around so he and he was fine with it obviously so I remember one morning I was just, and it was freezing. Like when it, once it got to winter and you're just standing there and nothing happens, you know, you just kind of stand there and make sure the kids don't kill themselves. Well, one morning this kid, all I heard was like a scream from the monkey bars. I looked over this kid had blood pouring out of his nose and I swear he knocked his teeth out. And I was like, what the hell? So I had to run. I like had to put my, and I did this before I went to work. So I would go to work an hour late every once a week. Cause I was a single mom, you know, whatever working. And so I had to like put my jacket up on his face, covered in blood, bring him up to the nurse and blah, 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 and then go back downstairs and then leave. So it was terrifying and I didn't sign up for that. I didn't sign up for a kid to hurt himself. I only signed Aww. up to save. I only signed up to save $200 a month. <laughs> <laughs> because when Dante went, I was only paying 200 bucks a month. Oh, plus, well, don't forget, it's not only the, the volunteering, it's you have to give envelopes as well. So I used dad, dad's envelopes that he was giving to the church. Because when I went to the... I also use dad's envelopes. <laughs> well, you know what happened? So our dad goes to church no. twice a week at this church. So whatever. And at this church, you have a, a number. Dad's had like, what is it? 294? Is that his number? I swear to God, that's his number. It's either 294 or 394. And he's had it since the day he started going to that church. So he's had... They print out envelopes with like your little like parishioner number on there. And you put your money in. So they know where you get where that money comes from. And it's for tax reasons as well because you can use that money as a tax deduction you can also use what you pay to the school for your child's tuition as a tax deduction so i really hope you're doing that a portion of it absolutely okay i used all of it at one point but i guess maybe it was different then but i remember when you're like eight thousand dollars back from my taxes because of that school and also because dad oh he went to an auction and he bought a bunch like shit gold jewelry that's not worth anything and That's he, what I did too. He donated it to the school and said it was worth twelve thousand dollars or whatever. And so the school would write him a tax. This is so bad. I'm not going to give my dad's name. The school would write him a tax receipt and then he'd just give them to us. So when we filed our income tax, we could be like, "Um, excuse me, we donated something worth twelve thousand dollars to a church." So and then I'd get like eight thousand dollars back from the government. I was like, "Yeah, party!" Um, but. Yeah, so dad's envelope. So my dad's had the same number on his envelopes for like 50 years. Has to be. He started going there before you went, I'm sure. He like found a place, went to a church. Well, he bought his first house in East Vancouver in 1973 after yeah. Tina was born. So I guess it was then. Oh, where did you guys live? We lived in downtown Vancouver oh, yeah. in an apartment and they kicked them out because... 
of the noise of the two kids. Oh, I'm worried about that here, but that's okay. I'm not worried now. <laughs> I have rights. But um, yeah, I don't, weren't they on like Harwood Street, like a high rise in downtown Vancouver? Yeah, with with a two year old and a baby. And there's a picture of Julie, and it's my favorite. And it's they must have lived. Let's say it's like it looks like in the picture they're on like the 12th floor, and they had this like shitty little balcony that was like the size of a kitchen table, and they had a lot of plants out there. It was nice. And then Julie sitting out there in like her um, inner stroller. Hi. Yeah. That was like the, your outdoor play playground. Yeah. I well, I guess yeah. <laughs> but you were by uh, Stanley Park. Hello. Well, yeah, no, mom used to take me to Stanley Park, like, every day. Yeah, to walk to Stanley Park. Must have been and, nice. you know, back then, you didn't have to pay for parking. There was no, like, strange men in the bushes. Well, there may have been, but you didn't see them. Well, yeah. <laughs> you could feed the ducks. Feed the ducks, go for a walk, you know, come home, have my nap, work yeah. out. And then she had Tina, but, and then uh, two kids in an apartment. Good God. Two babies. But they bought their house in 73, and... I don't know if this is the correct amount, but I seem to remember they bought it or they sold it. I can't remember. Like forty-seven thousand like dollars. Yeah, some ridiculously they bought it. low amount. I remember Mom saying they bought it for forty-seven, and they thought, "Oh my God, that is so expensive." But I mean, that was the seventies, so that would have been really expensive. Then she said when they bought the current house that they live in for it was two houses though that they bought. They bought two lots. And it was a hundred and twenty five thousand and she thought, Oh my god, that's like millions of dollars. I don't know how we'll ever afford <sighs> And now if you buy one half of that plot, you can get all, up to two million dollars for it. Well, I don't know if they sold their well, house right to now. get four million. I, I think you, they might no, get no, no, two. They bought both houses. So they bought our house and the Fong's house beside because it was a duplex. And then it was not. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a duplex. So they must have sold that second plot of land to someone. To the Fongs, maybe. I don't know. But they bought both for 125 So that was double. Yeah, and then Dad built the house on there. Yeah. Yeah, so East Van. So anyway, he's been at that church for that long. So he's had that same. So he's like the 495th parishioner at St. Jude's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is scary because that school must have been built in like 1902. No, I'd say like the 40s or 50s. Maybe. Actually, I don't know. 50. But so in Katrina's school, she goes to Catholic school. If you do not, if you're not a parishioner and you don't have an envelope, and you don't want to do the parent participation, it's $4,900 a year. Okay. If you are not a parishioner and you do the parent participation, it's 3600 some odd a year. If you are a parishioner and you do the parent participation, it's 2900 So you can see how you can save quite oh, a bit yeah, of money. Yeah, definitely. So I'm not a parishioner because we go to St. Jude's. Yeah, of course you do. With but, the envelope, my dad's envelope. But, but I do do the parent participation. I like the parent participation. I, I like meeting the other parents. And you know what? They're really nice people. But how does being a parishioner at St. Jude's help you then at that school? Well, it allowed me to get into the school, number one. Of course. And you should know that both Carl and I needed to be baptized Catholic. Well, you already and were. Carl I was, but Carl said, I don't know if I'm baptized Catholic. So, and as both of his parents have passed away, so he made some random calls to churches in St. John, New Brunswick. And the first church he called, 
he said, my name is, you know, this, and uh, I need to know if I've been baptized here. So she said, okay, I'll, I'll get back to you. So he was. He was baptized at that church. They got back to him. They sent him a Catholic. They sent him a copy of, I mean, can you imagine? That's like shooting in a barrel. And they sent him a copy of his, yeah, there's like two churches. So a copy of his uh, Catholic uh, baptism certificate. So he, she was, a, Katrina was allowed to go and he did not get his confession or his first communion. So Carl is now going to classes on Monday evenings. Catechism. And he is going to have his first communion and his first confession with Katrina in May. So he gets to walk up with the kids for his first communion? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Does he get to wear like the white dress? I don't know the what robe? he can wear. I don't know. He'll have to wear a robe over his outfit, like all the other kids, and like a, a cross that the school gives up that they lend the kids every year. Well, I guess don't you have to give a gold cross to someone no. getting their first communion? I mean, Wait, what do you have, get? A Bible or a cross or money? I should get Carl like a large print Bible. You should get him a Braille Bible and half large print, half Braille, because he (laughs) cannot see anymore. (laughs) And it's not funny to people that need Braille, but Carl cannot see. Okay? No. Kind of like me, who had laser eye surgery 10 years after Julie did. No, you had yours in the 90s, didn't you? I had mine, I think, in 1999. Okay, I had mine in 2008, and it has since devolved back into my old prescription. Well, my doctor at the time, my eye doctor said, when you're 40, you're going yeah. to revert back. You'll need glasses when you're 40. But now that you're 23, you know, that'll delay the glasses. And at the time, I thought, well, I'll never be 40. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, but mine said, when you're 40, you're going to need reading glasses. And I was like, yeah, fine, whatever. But And then this happened. And so I have a friend of mine who's an optician. And I was like, what the hell? She goes, yeah, it happens in like 1% to 3% of people. It just doesn't, it, you know, it like fades. And I was like, oh, well, there's me. 1% to 3%. Here I am. And I got mine done. At like, It's not like I got it done at some shitty place. It was like LASIK MD downtown, you know, like a, a reputable place that everyone goes to. Um, and it's not like here it's like six grand. You know, you should know that they could only do it on one of my eyes. And since, you know, know. we came out of the same womb, mm-hmm. uh, I they couldn't do it on one eye because I, it was a lazy eye. Not I thought that, it, you know, I my, had a cataract. My, my, my eye is swirling around in my head or anything. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's functional. It works great. But it's lazy. And I was born with a cataract. So they couldn't work on it. And you were born it would make no difference. Because you carry the Nance Horan syndrome gene. Like yes. Me. Just yes. like me. I passed it on to my child. And we just found out two years ago that my son was born with congenital cataracts, had to get them taken out, born with funky ass teeth due to it as well. He's got extra teeth. They've got only like two points as opposed to four, this and that. So there was all this stuff happening. And I mean, he was also born with the birth defect that I've discussed many times, gastroschisis. So I was like, are they, is it all the same? What happened? And nobody in Vancouver knew, none of the specialists knew then. And then when we came here to the UK, the geneticists area was like, can we do a test on your son? We just need his blood. And I was like, yeah, totally, whatever. So then they called me and said, can you guys come in? And then they said, he has this. And this is the reason that he has this and this and this and this. And I was like, wow. And then they said, can we test you? And I said, yeah, take my blood. 
and um, they tested me and I have it. So obviously I gave it to him. Um, for girls, it doesn't, for us, we only get half of the gene because it's on, it comes on the X chromosome and we've got two. So our body uses the better X chromosome than the, the bad one. And boys have XY. So they only have that one X and that, that's why it, it affects them so much. It was, so we're sitting in this room with this geneticist and he's like telling Dante and Dante was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And I was like, wait a minute. I was in there for like two hours going, so what is this? And then what about this? And what about, and he had to like take out books and show me everything. So Selena swerved it. Alma has it 100%. You know how I can tell? Her teeth. Yeah, I've got these funny growths on my teeth. And the dentists, and when I was growing up, they're like, what is this? You know what it is? They call them shovel-shaped teeth. Now, if anyone hasn't seen us, our yeah. teeth are not literally shovels. Like, they look normal. But behind them is the issue. That's what causes it. NHS, Nance Horan Syndrome. Look it up if you want, dear listeners. Um, but that's why Email our teeth are like me. that. Email it to me. Well, do you know how much I've looked into it since? But um, so, yeah, that's why you have. And then, you know what the best thing is? Is um, So when Dante was born, they were checking his eyes. They were like, what the hell is this? They had no idea why he had, like, he had his lenses removed. You know, he's on some crazy glasses. And um, so one day when we were here, he was at the ophthalmologist because he goes to the university. Or he goes to the hospital to see them. And they said, can we just look at your eyes for a second? Can I just have a 30-second break? I'll be right back. I know why you're having a break. I'm rocking back and forth so I don't have to go. (laughs) I mean, here I could use the time to plug or or social media, um, come follow us on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. I've only put one, one, um, video. I don't, I have an issue with YouTube because I don't know. It's just like, I can't be asked putting videos on. I know that sounds horrible, but, um, because after we record this, I, I do have a lot of work with other than like downloading it, changing it to MP3, putting it in, um, you know, into systems to make it sound good, putting my son's amazing piano at the end. So um, that's quite a bit of work. And, you know, we are doing this for a fun time. We're not doing this for any other reason. So I will try. I will endeavor to put stuff on YouTube, but uh, I might not. Uh, so sorry. But I mean, I'm, back. Always... I'm, back. I'm coming. I'm coming. Okay, I was doing a monologue. Um, oh, I made it back. I'm refreshed. I'm recharged. It's that wine. Um, so anyway, Nance Horn syndrome, that's what we have. And you know what I was told? I was at I was at the universe, uh, sorry, at the hospital with the ophthalmologist. And these are like the best ophthalmologists like in the world. And you know what's funny? When we first moved here, the guy who saw Dante was like, Who did you see in Vancouver? And I gave the name and he said, Oh, I, I went to I went to a university with him in London. Oh, I was like, small world. He's like, I'll just call him and ask like for Dante's background. And I was like, This is great. So anyway. They looked at my eyes because they're like, can we just make sure that like, you don't have them? And they said, I don't have cataracts. I don't have full, full cataract, but I have a wisp of a cataract at the back of my eye. And I love it. Whenever I go to like get my eyes tested, they're like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I have a wisp of a cataract. Don't forget. <laughs> they always want to see. They're like, ooh. And whenever I bring Dante with me to the optician, like for me to check my eyes, they're kind of I like, they're like, can we check his? Like doctors love looking at Dante's eyes. Because it's an anomaly. They don't see it very often, do they, at, at like, the, the optician. Like, you don't go to Superstore to, like, what is it called, Vision Max or whatever. Nobody's going to see the eyes, like, Dante's um, 
eyes there. So sometimes they ask if he can, if they can. Dante's always like, oh, oh Dante's eyes are beautiful. He's the best. He is the best. Got, did I tell you I got contact lenses and he hates them? So finally, Why? at age 16, they fit him for contact lenses for his eyes. Like fully, he won't have to wear those thick glasses. Um, I mean, it's taken a long time. He only has one because they were making the other one. Then COVID hit and whatever. They have other priorities. But um, that's awful. You know, I'm still waiting for my surgery. What surgery? <sighs> I had a hysterectomy in January 2019. Okay. A year ago. Almost. Yeah. Uh did I have it in 2019 or did I have it in 20? No, I had it in 2019. Um, and my doctor left a bit of my fallopian tube inside me. So it's since migrated into my vault, which is like the homemade area of my body now that used to have my uterus and cervix in it. And it's sticking through. And I've been waiting for surgery. I was supposed to have surgery on the 20th of September last year, but they called me the day before and said we're canceling it because people have called in sick. I was like, are you kidding? And then COVID so hit, does it so. cause you pain? It doesn't cause me pain, but it causes me other things that I'm not willing to go public with. Oh, but I know, no. And um, what it's called is, is what is it called when things like are sticking out of you? And it sounds really bad. Oh, oh do you know I want to hear falls, it? You know when like stuff falls out of women? What is the word? No, I, I uh... I'm going to look it up. But anyway, no, no, no. Like, I don't okay. have that. It has nothing to do with that. I'm fine. But it's. My fallopian tube is not where it's supposed to be, um, and it's causing me some minor issues, and I've been waiting for surgery since a year. Why don't you phone your doctor and say, nope, nope, demand, nope, nope. It's not doing any surgery right now to anyone. No one. I don't want to go to a hospital right now. Oh. Prolapse. That's what it's called. So I have, and when you say the word prolapse, people are like, ugh, but it's not. I have fallopian tube prolapse, so my fallopian tube is where it shouldn't be. But it's not sticking out of me in any way. Um, it's just not where it's supposed to be. You mean it's not hanging out? No, unfortunately. <laughs> I would have just plucked it out. Because <laughs> I still have my ovaries. Um, which I I'm wish, sorry to hear that. I'm sorry wish to hear that. I kind of wish they would have taken my ovaries. But, I mean, what can I do now? I'm not going back. Well, I am going back in. but No, you don't want them to take out your ovaries. No, no. In- enjoy your youth. Can I just say, and I don't care who's listening, not having my period is the best thing. It's literally the best thing that's ever happened to me. Honey. I know. You know, too. I know. I know. Let's not go into it. But Julie's were like 3,000 times worse than mine. I had my hysterectomy done in 2016. Hmm. It's the best, other than my child, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Mm Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to get it, too? Weren't you trying before, Katrina? Oh, sorry. I mentioned her I name. I did, no. actually. I did. I asked my doctor. I said, no, I can't live like this. Please, please put me on a list, please. And he said, Julie, you never know in the future if you'll want to have a child. I'm not going to allow it. I want you to have some more time to decide if you want to have a child or not. Well, at the time, I didn't want a child. I just yeah, wanted so- to stop. Yeah, totally. So luckily for him, I have my child. I know, I know. And I then got the hysterectomy. I think I'm going to have to have you back on um, because I really want to talk about your IVF, even though it didn't turn out, it wasn't straightforward IVF. And if you're willing to talk about it, 
It would be really interesting. Oh, absolutely. Over and over. I I could talk about it forever. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. And, you know, Americans, they are who they are, you know, our American cousins. Mm -hmm. But they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, because you had yours done in – because In Seattle. Because yours went further than just basic IVF. There were some other things going on. And we could also talk about my offer of eggs and, you know, your doctor saying I was too old. And I, well, how much time do we have? <laughs> well, we'll do it next time. Okay, we'll do it next time. We'll yeah. do it next time. Let's talk about this. I so, was told that in grade two, yes, they learn about the birds and the bees. Okay. Which I was like, really? That's kind of early. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have the birds and the bees talk, but that I mean yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, things progressed. Uh, yeah. I'm fine with it. But. One of the other parents came to me and said, we've read our child a book. Okay. And it's a great book and explains everything and illustrated and everything. So I got it at the library and I, and I read it to Katrina and I thought it would be a lot harder than what it was. And actually it went quite well. Okay. What's it called? And her, and I said, you know, do you have any questions or anything? She said, nope. But the (laughs) only comment she made was gross. Yeah, well, how old is she? Seven? She's seven. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't think, yeah. Ew. <laughs> Ew. She thinks it's gross. So last night, we watched The Addams Family. I had never seen oh it. Oh, my God. But when you I hope mentioned you watched it, it. Thank you. When well, you mentioned it did. on your podcast, I was like, just a minute. I haven't seen The Addams Family. Well, I watched the first one, and I loved it so much. I watched the second one, which I loved even more. Do you not love and Morticia my favorite and part Gomez? Of the movie. What? Morticia and Gomez are the best. Oh, and there's he's dead. so much love. That actor, he's, he's dead. He died soon after of cancer. Raul Julia. What but I it, noticed was in the movie, Morticia, Morticia, she always has the light shining on her eyes. Isn't yeah. that amazing? It's like a Bella Lugosi thing. It's like a throwback to old, um, I think it's a throwback to the Addams Family TV show from like the 70s. But yeah, how great was Angelica Huston, Houston? How amazing was she as Morticia? Which I love when Debbie is like, I want to kill you. I love Debbie. And Morticia's like, oh, Debbie, pastels, really? And I'm like, oh, Morticia, I love her. <laughs> or how when the baby goes blonde with the red cheeks, she's like, my baby is sick. Oh, it's, they're and so And she's good. reading The Cat in the Hat. <laughs> she hates it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, thank, I'm glad somebody watched them. Did Katrina like them? Oh, she loved them. She loved Wednesday. Well, I was getting to my favorite part, and yeah. that was what Wednesday and Bugsley, is that his name? Pugsley. They went to summer. Pugsley. Yeah. They went to summer camp, and one of the other s- stupid blonde girls said, yeah, "How babies are made. The stork comes, and a diamond is put under the leaf, and blah, blah, and the baby comes." And Wednesday goes, "My parents had sex," yeah. and I, <laughs> and I thought, "I'm so glad I read my child that book because she oh. knows what it means." So, what's the book called? Oh, you got me. I don't know what okay, the name is. Okay, send it to me after. I'll put it on Instagram. Okay, um, let me make a note. Let me make yeah. an, I'm always making yeah. notes because I can't remember anything. It's okay. You're 49. Um, so, know, right? <laughs> Speaking of 49, guess who came and visited me on my 49th birthday? We were in new shutdown. Okay. Everything was shut down. I had a lockdown birthday. Thank you very much. And I got a call from this person, and she yeah. said, oh, I thought it was I'm Jane. coming over. I have to go to Old Navy. I'm coming over. 
Old I was Street. like, oh, okay, well, park a block away, and then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, push you to go to the side of the house, and then we'll, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll rush you in, right? So she shows up, she's got her mask, and she's got this bag with, like, this Pampers on the front of it. And she kind of rushes in, and it's Marina. Oh, Marina! Yeah, oh, she came oh, over! She was wonderful! And she goes, yeah, I brought my bag just in case. So I, I, I would have said I was the nanny. Oh my God. <laughs> with a Pampers bag for a seven-year-old, but I was like, "Yeah, okay." Seven-year-old, Marina's the best. I'm trying. I want her on here so badly, um, and I'm going to get her on here. She would be fantastic. Now we went over for Colin's birthday, her husband. Yeah, and um, we had a wonderful time. And you know, she's like my friend through you, but yeah, yeah, she's yeah. so great. I, like I'm just acting yeah. as you. She's like, she's actually Missy's friend. Well, I call, okay. Yeah, it's, I'm Missy. I call D Missy. That's the family nickname. So if I call D Missy, it's better for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I am, how can I describe it? I am Marina's friend through Missy. But you've become friends, so it's, you're friends. We've become friends, yeah. You're legit friends. Yeah, we're legit friends. So anyway, she brought up Nellie. Hot so I, you know, and I then I looked up the take your clothes. Oh, get hot, hot here! Oh, hair. I loved it. I haven't seen that video in forever. Where did Nelly go? He married Ashanti. Do you remember Ashanti, the singer? She also used to do songs with like Jar Rule. Okay, okay. Anyway, they're together, which is very cute. Oh, he was on. He's on Dancing with the Stars this year. I don't watch that. Well, Nelly was on. Literally. Or as a judge? Dancing. Oh, did he win? Or like, what's going on? But AJ from the Backstreet Boys was on. Johnny Weir, my favorite figure skater was on, is on. He's wonderful. I love Johnny Weir. Remember in Vancouver, 2010, and he came out with like, (laughs) he didn't win, but he came out with like a, a, like a crown of roses on his head. Did he make it like, Third or seventh or something? I think he made it third and it or fourth, so he didn't get anything, and it really pissed me off because I think they gave it to like the Canadian guy, but Johnny Weir should have won. He should win everything. He was fantastic. I still love him. Um, he's not the best on there. You'd think he'd be really good due to his dancing, but he's quite stiff. I think he's just very nervous. But yeah, Nelly is like really bad. Wouldn't you be? You're on the Olympics. The world is watching you. No, 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 no. I mean, on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, Dancing with the Stars. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, you're gonna be nervous. Yeah, you know who yeah. else is on it? Carol Baskin. Who's that? Did you not watch Tiger King on Netflix? Oh my God, I so did. Ty- the lady, hey you, cool cats, kittens. The she one who was killed on her it. husband. Allegedly. Right. Yeah. Wow, she figure skates? No, it's Dancing with the Stars. Oh, Dancing with the Stars. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting them mixed up. There's another one with figure skating now. Yeah, forget about the skating. Only because Johnny Weir, Johnny Weir's a figure skater, but he's on Dancing with the Stars. Right. He's not that great. Okay, okay. He's Got nervous. It. Got um, it. Second glass of wine. At Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin was on. How did she do? I don't know. I don't think she, I don't watch it. Like, I can't get that channel here, so I kind of watch it on YouTube. The Tiger King was fascinating. Oh, it was horrible. I I couldn't watch it. And how about that poor, I believe they're trans, but the the person who, like, had their arm chopped off, bitten off by a tiger, they get yeah, safe. Yeah, yeah. I think they are trans. That was stayed hard to, work. to watch. 
but was happy to stay and work for Joe. I was like, come on, person. I couldn't take my eyes away. I know. I, I totally watched it all. I, I, I binged it. Have you watched Shit's Creek? Never seen a season. <gasps> Never really? seen an episode. You would absolutely love it. It's the best. Yeah, is it is it slapstick? Because I don't at all falling down. I kind of I hate that comedy. There's no falling down. And Catherine O'Hara as the mom is like the most perfect person in the world. And um, I love it, it. It intertwines a lot of like social things. So like the main person, one of the main people are LGBTQ LGBTQ plus. But the fact that they haven't made it an issue. So like no one, they moved to a small town. So their dad buys a town. Okay. Stay with me here as a joke for their son. Cause they're super rich. And then it turns out they haven't paid their taxes and that everything gets taken away from them. But the IRS lets them keep the shitty town. Literally it's called Shits Creek, the town. So that's where they move. Now, where have you heard somebody buying a town? But not as Oh my good. God. <laughs> okay, our our dad's company bought a town. Okay, not as I mean, it was an old tuberculosis sanatorium. Okay, with buildings, houses, and schools around it. It was terrifying. It was a experience. It was nineteen ninety, early nineties, and so I just whenever I watch Shit's Creek, I think, oh my god, imagine if we had to go live in Kamloops in Padua City, tranquil. And they had an insane asylum. In Padova City. They had a nurse's building. They had a hospital. They had a, a school for like, um, what's the word? I don't want to use handicapped because I know that's wrong. But now I'm thinking like disabled. A school for disabled children. Challenged. Challenged. Yeah, because it's not physically. They were, they were mentally challenged. Yeah, children. It had an insane asylum. And they were all connected by tunnels underground. Does that not sound like the most and empty? No, like five people live there. Does that not sound like the most terrifying place you've ever been? And there was a mansion that was our favorite. It also it came with beach, a. It was beachfront property. And a town, literally, like it was a on town. the Thompson River. No, wait, and it had the ranch house. So there was a farm and a working farm at one point, and where all the ranch hands would live, there was it was like a building with like eighteen different bedrooms and just a big kitchen and a big like living space. And I always had to stay with my parents because I was too young, so I had to stay in like the embassy. My dad renamed one of the houses the embassy, and Julie and her husband at the time, and like our older brothers and that used to be able to bring friends with them when they went, they all got to stay in the ranch house, and I was so jealous. But it's Do you know that my friend Shane, when he married his wife, they're not married anymore, but they were so in love at the time. And they got married and they were looking for a place to go for a honeymoon. They went to Padova City. I did what? I don't know. They just toured, walked around and went to the beach and stayed in the ranch house. That's where they had their honeymoon. At Padova. Like Dad let them stay there. Oh, I thought it was like now or like after we didn't were there anymore. No, back in the day. It back also, in the 90s. Do you remember the Cooney family? So there was like this family who like started the settlement or whatever. They had a, it was their like gravestones. They had their, their yeah. own whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then they had a, they had made a, a, a tree house like 150 years beforehand. And it was just kind of like sitting up there. But it was like 17 stories high. I don't know how they made it. I don't know how they got up there. We wanted to climb up. My mom was like, oh, no. Absolutely not. We used to climb up on the roofs mm-hmm. of the buildings and hang out there. 
Yeah, that you, you older kids. I wasn't allowed, but you know, the first time I drove a car, I drove a 1987 blue Chevy. What were the Chevy vans called? Chevy vans. Your van. So mom and dad had a blue one. Oh, the Dodge Caravan. Dodge Caravan, sorry. So I drove a 1987 Dodge Caravan. Julie let me drive it for like a meter. And then said, stop, press on the brake. I was like, okay. And I did. I think it was 11. So that was my first driving experience was driving a 87 Dodge Caravan for one meter. Thanks for that. Yeah, but that's pretty cool. It was awesome. And in a, in a like desolate town, haunted. I only let you drive it for a meter? Yeah, I remember it was right by the playground with the Yakmi go round. The Yakmi Because we were driving back to the embassy and you didn't want mom and dad to see me driving. So you literally let me drive for one meter. Because I was like, can I drive, please? And you were like, fine, whatever. Like your 11-year-old sister, you were 20s in your 20s. Um, but yeah, every weekend we'd go up to there. It was, I mean, it was like three hours away up the Coca-Cola, up the chute. What was it in when you were young? You put your face on it? You colored your face on it? You colored your face on, on something so that you could see yourself. I'm just trying to think. Me personally? Yeah, when you were just a kid. You could see your face on it. Was it a mirror? You took Tina's mirror and you put your face on it so that whenever you looked at the mirror, you could see your face on it. I don't no, know. it wasn't a mirror. I can't remember. It may come back to me. Um, I do remember using Tina's um, perfume and then filling them with water. Yeah. And they were, um, oh, I can't, was it colors? I think that's what the perfume was called. And it was like in a, it was like a hexagon glass thing. It was like Benetton colors. I'll never forget. Oh, that must have been so expensive too. And the smell though was like shit, alcohol. What was the exclamation? Make a statement. Did you ever have <laughs> <laughs> I so had explanation. Do you remember exclamation? Do you remember the commercial? Exclamation! Make a statement. They used to sell it at Zellers in like the early 2000s. I remember. Oh, my ex-husband's mother-in-law gave it to me when I graduated. Right, that was nice of her. Uh, But anyway, yeah, exclamation! And then there was like another one that was like something love, Daisy love. Um. Something love. I don't remember, but it was Tina's, and I tried to steal remember, it. You remember, you might be too young for this, but Jordash. For Jordash. I remember the jeans. They had jeans, didn't they? They also had a perfume. <laughs> no, I don't remember the perfume. But uh, Baby Love. Baby Love was the other one. Love's Baby Soft. You know, baby Soft. Actually, baby Soft? No, love I don't remember Baby, baby Soft. soft. And it smelled like baking uh, baby powder. Gross. Do you know that downstairs in my storage, and every time I've moved, I've dragged these along with me, and you can imagine how many times I've moved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have five big Tupperware containers. Everything from when I was a kid up to about 20 years old, I kept everything. But like, what? And I mean I've kept my Michael Jackson uh, uh, white glove pin yeah. that you put on your jean jacket. I kept that. I kept a little, I kept all my pins that I had on my jean jacket. Like my mother thinks I'm at the movies. All, all of these things. I've kept my agenda books. I've kept my diaries. Oh wow. See, I've that's kept, what I wish I had Everything done. from when I was a child. Do you know where and my it, stuff is? Where? We threw it. <laughs> in mom's garage? Not anymore. It's gone. Oh, yeah. All of it. Oh. 
It was gone before we went to do that thing that we're not going to mention. But it was done the day before we went. And I, at the time, I was like, whatever. But that's like my old computer, all my pictures of Dante when he was a baby. I only have some electronically, but I mean, whatever. Um, yeah, so everything I owned, my yearbooks, my journals. One day, it would be awfully fun. I mean, you're so far away. It's so difficult. But it would be so fun to have you come over and go through them. I have everything. Everything I I didn't even know you had that because I remember some of them because when you lived in the the apartment. So when I was like. Which apartment? 10. Julie (laughs) bought an apartment. Like that's what what you could do in Vancouver. Yeah, Yeah. Like. Nice. And I used to go there to like just get away. And um, although I do remember your apartment that you rented on Broadway as well, East Broadway, where you had the rats, as in pets, not like rats. That's right. <laughs> um, and yeah, no. So and then you lived in, on on Lowheat Highway with the pool, the apartment with the pool, my favorite. Yes. But anyway, yeah, Julie bought an apartment, a condo when she was like 21. And I was so jealous. And I went there all the time and she had the best cats. And I remember I went with her to pick one of her cats, one of her second one, pumpkin. And I was like, oh. But anyway, yeah, that place. Um, it was Halloween. That's why we named her pumpkin. It was so cute. And I remember Rob was the cage of two of them side by side. They were like two brother and sister, and they were the cutest little ones. And we went to the SBCA by Betty McCarty Dance Studio. And I was with you. There was an, a weird SBCA. Remember where Betty McCarty was? Did we go to that one or did we go to the one on by the by the ice no, cream place? No, we went to the one in, in Vancouver near Commercial and Clark. Yeah, the ice cream place. Yeah. Okay, so we went there and I remember they were like, oh, we have these new kittens or whatever. And they were brother and sister. And they were like literally the cutest things I'd ever seen. And then you got pumpkin because she was like literally pumpkin. Like she was orange. Oh. Pumpkin was the cutest cat in the world. I mean, so Lucy, so Julie's first cat was like. I had her for 18 years. She was the best. She was oh. like, yeah, I love. She cats. was human. I know. Anyway, anyway, where were we? Pumpkin. Oh yes, and Rob was wearing for Halloween that year. He was Beetlejuice. Oh my god! So that that <laughs> dates it for you. That was a good costume. Yeah, it, mom it made was. it. Mom made the outfit. Mom made all of our costumes. You got to give it. You got to oh give it to the lady. The lady had dinner on the table every night. And you know what? It wasn't hot dogs. It wasn't macaroni and cheese. Every day. But. No, it was not pasta. It was was meatloaf. And it was, it was, what was that thing she always made? Um, The cornmeal stuff. Clams. Polenta. Polenta. She made polenta. She made chicken hearts with gravy. She made, she, the woman, how do you have five kids and put a dinner a spread on every night? No, she used to make, and I'm not knocking her for it because I probably like it now, but she used to make pasta with red sauce with clams in it. Delish. At the time, I was like, please, God, don't let there be clams in here. Like, please just don't put them in just for once. Just don't pour the clams in. Um <laughs> But every time they she were had there, to give you protein, you see, I she was care. thinking, she was thinking. It didn't help. She was a nurse. She knew what she had to feed us. But still, I was just like, no clams for the love of God, please. She could have used chicken, you know, but you couldn't get canned chicken then. Oh, you, you probably could. could. Probably. You, could you probably can get it now. You could probably get a whole chicken in a can in the 70s and 80s. 
But um, no, no, I'm not knocking her for her food. But I mean, that woman cooked better Italian food than I've ever met any Italian person make. So I don't even know. But the clams. That's all I have to say about it. But yeah, she made. You no, know, I remember Carmina making yeah. spaghetti with this white sauce that was absolutely delicious. Like and the white sauce wasn't like, you know, you buy Alfredo sauce yeah. at the store and then pour it over your spaghetti. That was not it. This was purchased from like a specialty Italian store. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bottle of white stuff. And she poured it in. Oh, I know the with white sauce. Some Romano cheese. Oh, to die for. Next time I go, I really want to go to Boza on commercial. So no, sorry, on uh, Boundary. I yes. just buy everything. Everything. I want a sandwich. I want to walk in and get a mortadella cheddar sandwich. Oh yes. Someone like on a Portuguese bun. Oh. My friend lives by. I think it's Renzulos. She lives on Nanaimo and First, and she can like walk to Renzulos and just like walk in and be like, "Hey, can I get a you know." Mortadella and Edom or whatever on a Portuguese. Edom. Havarti. Dill. You know what? It's a heart attack waiting to happen. But at the time, like at the point of entry. Oh, I know. Um, Unfortunately, it looks like we're going to we're going to have to cut ourselves off. But I'm going to have to book you in. There's so much more. We didn't even talk about working and living in a cheese factory situation. Oh, can I just say one thing? Yeah. Back in the day, in the 70s, mom used to send a loaf of bread with dad on a Monday morning. And it wasn't no white bread. It always had to be the 60% whole wheat. Why? But it was 60% whole wheat. Dad would put it in the cooler. And at lunchtime, he would say, okay, let's go. We'd all meet up in the cooler. This is in a cheese factory. And he'd say, which cheese do you want today? Oh. We each choose whichever cheese we want. He would have his dirty knife and he would slice the big hunk of cheese, put it in between the two slices of 60% whole wheat bread, give it to us and say, there, go, eat it. And this Paul Paul one time chose a round of brie for inside of his, inside of his, just to be a shit, 60% whole wheat bread and he had to eat it. And he chose the brie just to be a shit, didn't he? I'll take that. Well, no, he chose the brie because he tried every other cheese. Oh, no. You know, you get tired of Emmenthal and Havarti and Edom and I no, mean, you don't. beautiful, yeah. beautiful imported cheeses. I mean, don't get me wrong. No mayonnaise, no, no mustard. Just yeah, go and eat it. So that was fine to feed you us at the cheese factory, but at home we had to have protein in the clubs? That's all I want to say about that. But uh, by the time I started working at ANA, I was eating Chubby's Pizza for lunch. Nobody gave a shit. We were eating whatever was in the room. 800 calories. <laughs> and when one of the girls in the office found out how many calories was in the Chubby's Pizza, she started crying. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Dina? No, no. Another girl that used to work there. Mava? <laughs> Marion? <laughs> No, not Marion. No, not Marion. Oh, oh Marion. I need to find out where she is. But anyway, um, yeah, it was lovely to talk to you. I had a lot of fun. People are going to be like, what are they even talking about? But who cares? Um, so I'm going to have you back on. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to say in three weeks, we're going to have you back on. Um, so I'm going to put that in Anytime. people's calendar. So if people enjoyed it, look forward to having J2 back. Um, and uh, yeah. So 
Thanks for listening. Don't forget to go to our website, okaysorrybut.com. And thanks for listening. Try to remember to rate and review us on wherever you listen to your podcast. Have a great night. I had a great time. Thank you, Jay, for coming. Bye. Hold on one sec while I figure out what I'm doing. (laughs) 